Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. See, I'm not ready to jump on that canty bandwagon yet and just completely give up on Jason Tatum. The finals aren't even over yet. What do you mean he's not ready for prime time? He's playing in the NBA finals. But, Let him have a shot in game six at but home tonight. See, Canty's a performer. Canty's an artist, and what he's done here is put a lot of pressure on Tatum. He has two games to fix it if he can get to a second game. To really own that superstar status, you got to deliver on the biggest stage, that being the NBA Finals. Game six, to get to a game seven, to step up and play like the star you need to that you haven't in the entire Finals, I ain't mad at Canty. And if I was, much like Carlin, much like you, much like me, what are we going to do to Canty? It's huge. <laughs> this is Candy and Carlin on like, ESPN Radio. Carlin has ESPN to agree ESPN with him all the time. What's going to do? XM channel lady Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys. However, Chris Carlin is with us now, host of Candy and Carlin. Although you can catch Chris Carlin and Chris Canty filling in for Greeny this week. That's at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Uh, so our, <laughs> Candy's not here, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> Carlin, uh, do you agree with what he's saying? Because I feel like that's a little aggressive out of the gates. I mean, I feel like he's got another got shot tonight. Stripes. Got on your stripes. All right. Well, first of all, can I just say, I have been married 15 years, and I have never had my wife say to me, yo, bro. That was that was a top-notch hey, moment just hey, a Carla, few moments ago. Lucky you, my friend. Lucky you. He makes me mad, and things come out of my mouth, and I'm like, I, I have to tailor what I can say over a microphone, so weird, weird phrases come out of my mouth. Well, um, as far as what he's saying, listen, I bailed on Tatum at a game earlier. I, I was a little down on the fact that he, he's just been – he's just played so poorly in terms of – Getting to the basket, the fact the fact that he's shooting thirty seven percent, thirty seven percent against uh, when he's facing Andrew Wiggins in in uh, in person, and it just it absolutely drives me up the wall. Wiggins has done an amazing job, but at the same time, like if you are this guy, if you're first team All NBA, you can't be playing this poorly this series. Okay, so tonight or tomorrow night, rather, obviously, the series goes back to Boston. We've talked now about Jason Tatum and how he needs to have a big game, but it, is is this Boston Celtics team just like simply out of gas? Like they've had to play in more games, they've had to log more minutes. Tatum, two hundred more minutes than any guy on the Warriors roster in this postseason. I mean, that's wow. the question. Like, do the Warriors have it in the bag because just simply they're healthier? They they've got more legs. It feels like. What do you think? I, I think there's still more in them. I think we're gonna. I picked the Warriors in six, but I actually think that we're going to get a game seven. I would be surprised if the Celtics don't win at home at this point. Their stretch of winning the games, of winning games right after losses is now over. But at the same time, I'm going to be very surprised if somehow they don't find a way tomorrow night. Because you look at the way these games have gone, it has just gotten away from them the last couple of times here in the fourth quarter and and I'm surprised by it. I, I am. The, the fact that they had such a great third quarter, came back the way they did, but then allowed the Warriors to kind of settle that game, uh, unlike what happened in game one, I'm, I'm, I honestly believe that 
the Warriors are the better team, but the, the mm. Celtics will find a way to get it to Game 7. Which is wild to me, Colin, because this whole thing, I was like, and, and even the, the, the experts out West reflected it. The Celtics were so clearly the better team, right? And now we're sitting here talking about it this way. So what changes then in game six? Are the Celtics better with the basketball? Do we get that performance from Tatum? Are the, the role players for the Celtics are better because they're at home and guys like Draymond Green, not role player, but don't perform as well? What changes to take us to seven? I can't remember a team in the finals that just has such a dramatic effect from one statistic that a, a team in the finals just should not have. And that's just how many times they turn the basketball over and what happens when they do and what happens when they don't. And and the fact that that has not gotten through, whether you want to credit the Warriors' defense or the fact that the Celtics have just been sloppy, it's been a combination of the two, I have to believe they're not going to turn the basketball over at this kind of a rate tomorrow night. If that Listen, we obviously know they're dead in the water if they're turning it over more than 15 times. I don't expect that to happen, and that's why I think they will get to the game seven. Yeah, and Carlin, and to me, and as I'm watching it, and, and Shay, you tell me, it, it, feels, it feels like, and I called for this at half, Celtics got to be more decisive. But in terms of the turnovers, it's that decisiveness that is lacking. It's almost like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart are unaware where the doubles are coming from, and they go too deep in, or their head is down, and they're not looking. I don't believe Jason Tatum has fully evolved as a true playmaker. Scoring the ball, Shay, yes, but distributing when he fields that double, that's where we need to see the growth. And that's where we are critical of Kevin Durant in this postseason as well. So that is something for, for these superstars that I do feel like at times the most important is lacking. You know, Greeny came on earlier today, and he talked about something that Jalen Rose pointed out to him off the air, and it plays into what you're saying. And that is that when you watch Tatum drive, his head is down, he is always going right. And as a playmaker, he is missing guys that are open on the outside. Yeah. And, yeah. and I had not noticed it, but I certainly watched back a little bit this afternoon after hearing that, and, boy, it's evident. And, and that's something that, I mean, Jordan, speak to him more than me, but as a basketball player at this level, at this point, if that's going to be the case, you're going to be in big trouble. Jordan, while you, like while you were explaining that, he was looking at me and pointing to his head and down. Did you hear him say that? Or no, did you know that? no. But I was watching, and that spoke to the decisiveness. He he had this, and it's where J- Jason Tatum has grown this season in the aggressiveness. It's I'm putting my head down and I'm going. I'm yeah. going to make it happen. That has been to his detriment here because it's I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to make it happen. But when he does, the double comes. He's caught off guard. He fields it, and he's throwing a ball that's getting deflected. That's a pick six going the other way that's tossed out of bounds. As a playmaker that's a passing playmaker, driving playmaker, driving and scoring, that is, scoring it from the perimeter, that triple threat, you have to have your head up at all times. And I'm watching him dribble into danger zones that he's wholly unaware of. So it's ironic that that was said somewhere else because that is definitely what I picked up on and watching. That's interesting. Uh, Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Chris Carlin here with us, but Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in for the long haul here for the guys as Chris Carlin and Chris Canty um, have been on Greeny and will be on Greeny for the remainder of this week. You can hear that at 10 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio. Uh Carlin, quickly, let's switch gears here and go to golf because U.S. Open starts tomorrow. Um, And it's kind of hard to describe the situation that 
golf fans are in right now because of all the controversy that's been going on and like the way to describe it almost is like is there this black cloud kind of over the upcoming u.s open or perhaps is this kind of good for golf the all the controversy and the conversation around it and maybe how you can make the pga better or i don't know but i'm interested to hear your thoughts on what is going on right now and how you think it's all going to cultivate tomorrow at the u.s open it's funny i love the idea of these two sides, these two factions of players now kind of sniping at one another because you know eventually that's going to lead to some sort of an event that both organizations are going to profit from. At some point that's going to happen. I, While I don't want to fault people for going and getting as much money as they can, there are a lot of extenuating circumstances around this thing. And it's clear that the PGA never had any issues with any other tours or events when guys would go play overseas because they never viewed it as a threat. If this money continues to come from the live tour, the PGA tour is in some big trouble. I mean, how do you justify charging the money that you do uh, for advertising and for television rights when you don't have the best players in the world? If you are missing the guys that are the best players in the world and let's be honest, guys, like, if this had happened 10 years ago with Tiger, this would have been oh. an absolute oh. nightmare for them. Yeah. You know, Tiger's at this point now where when he goes out there, he still gets ratings, but you don't know when he can show up. Can you imagine for a second if they came along and, and offered that close to a billion dollars to Tiger 10 years ago? Would that have changed? It might have. It might, I mean, I think he's at a different point in his career now where he's already a billionaire and he's going to do what he wants to do. And I'm sure that there's a priority to go and, and try to win another major. I'm sure that's what's in his mind. And, you, you know, you can do that on the live tour to a degree, but focusing all of your energy toward it and understanding what the social ramifications are making that decision, he's not going to do. I mean, right now, I just feel like it's hard to root for the guys who are doing it. When you really go and and read about uh, what's behind all of the money and all that, or what possibly could be behind all the money, but at the same time, you know, who am I to judge what they're doing? You know, it's their decision, so they're going to go do and, and do what they want. At the very least, I'll get some entertainment value out of it if they continue to snipe at one another, which Rory McIlroy and John Rahm uh, are doing. Yeah, no question, Carla. I couldn't agree with you more. One thing I do believe is the open ratings. It'll be fantastic this weekend because of the eyes on it. So is that good? Sure. But the long-term play is clearly there's a lot of trepidation from the tour of, of what's in front. I, I will say this. I just wish these golfers, like Phil Mickelson most notably, wouldn't tell me about growing the game and just say, hey, look, I gamble a lot. I'm in a bad spot. Would you take $200 million? I'm not saying yeah. I'm a martyr. Clearly it's a bad look. But the money pushed me to this position. I just want to hear honesty. Yeah. I, will, I will say this too, Carlin. I look at it right now. Has it really been that big of a deal? Look, Dustin Johnson is a massive name, no question. But outside of Dustin, I mean, Phil's in, on the, on the, towards the back end of his career, there hasn't been a top 10 player taken yet. So, like, look, if you get into starting to take, like, a Brooks Kepka, you get Colin Morikawa, you get Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith, Rory, John Rahm, some of these guys – then we're in the danger zone. But until that starts to happen, the PGA Tour better say, how can we protect our top guys to keep them from pilfering our dudes? So PGA needs to tighten up here, clearly. I'm not even worried about the top players as much as I'm worried about the top marketable players. 
True. You know, great uh, point. And Brooks, exactly. I'd be, I would have security around Brooks Kepka all the time, not letting <laughs> anybody talk to him about money. Guys like that, uh, you know. I mean, they went, and I don't, I don't love. Um, Oh, the guy that gets... Bryson, I mean, Bryson's Bryson a big DeChambeau. play. Yeah. That's a marketable guy. Exactly. Highly marketable guy. Exactly. So, right. I don't love that, but what are you going to do at this point? Yeah, yeah, good point. All right, Chris Carlin, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Enjoy... Like, Get some rest, man. I mean, your next, you're everywhere. Like, five hours off, okay? <laughs> Gear up for tomorrow night. I don't know. Go, go to sleep or something. Carlin, we'll talk to you later. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com great talking to chris carlin moments ago shay cornett jordan cornett filling in for canty and carlin here on espn radio next up 15 minutes we're going to talk to michael bivens he'll join the show but straight ahead we go back to the nfl michael bivens of new edition you better put some respect on that man's name you just did so thank you this is espn radio passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. But instead of the Chris's... You get the Cornets today here on ESPN Radio. It's Shay Cornett and Jordan Cornett filling in for the guys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a ring. Give us a call. one 888 say espn 1-888-729-3776. We are about to take a caller about the golf situation because I feel like a lot of people have a lot of different views about this. But I, I want to just say one thing really quick, Jay, back to the golf because I didn't get to say this before. Um, again, the U.S. Open is, is coming up um, tomorrow. And obviously now we've talked at length about the situation between the Live Golf Series and the PGA and all the things in between. But um, And, you know, I've, I've said I, I do think this is good for golf. Never on the radio or any time have I talked this much about golf in my entire life, be that TV or radio. Now, you're right. Yeah, but it's not a place the tour wants to be in. No, if I that's how it. they get you, Shay, they'd probably be like, we're cool on Shay Cornette. <laughs> no, I get it. But, like, think about how many times you have been on the radio or on any airwaves and this is – even I don't know if you're at a bar like this is something that's now coming up more so than ever. And it's giving these golfers every time they take to a podium and they have an opinion about it. We're running that sound. We're hearing that sound. It's drawing more attention to everybody. Yeah, But what you're in a danger of is look at sports like IndyCar. Look at boxing. Like when UFC came along or like when that like NASCAR and all these other different F1 and all this other stuff, it waters down your sport where you have competition. PGA Tour was it. It was the global game. It was that was it. You bring in something like this, and it can marginalize a sport that has a passionate fan base. Augusta on Sundays, watching the Open, watching the Tour. Period. Like it, they're in real danger here, and all eyes now are on the Tour and how they're going to keep their guys. Because 
cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. And that is why Dustin Johnson's there. That's why Phil Mickelson's there. That's why Bryson, Patrick Reed, all these guys are going because of the dollar signs. We're watching it everywhere, Shay. This is what happens in life. Look at college athletics. It started with the Big East and, and got broken down because football was king. and You needed to go chase stuff. Now we're looking at the athletes. Too much money out there. They need to get a piece of the pie. College athletics flipped on their head. Look at our business we work in, Shay. People taking paychecks to go other places because they feel like, hey, I deserve more. And this is where I'm going to go if they're going to throw me crazy amounts of money. This stuff happens everywhere. Well, what, now I, golf is finally having to address it themselves. What are you going to do? Well, my, what I was going to say then, and just to build off the point you were just making, is every single sport, college basketball is a great example. You have to adjust and you have to adapt yeah. to the times. How has golf adjusted in the past 50 years? What have they done differently? And I guess that's the point. Absolutely nothing is the to. answer. They haven't had to right, because McGregor. it's this it's this old school kind of mentality. And I think that's what you're hearing. A lot of these more like old school golf lovers bang the drum for the PGA and how ridiculous this is. Now, I know there's like, you know, the Saudi Arabian backing and like there's a lot of different levels to it. So I'm not discrediting any of that. But with every sport, you've had to learn to adjust. You want to go to college basketball? Go ahead. Baseball is having the biggest problem with it right now because they refuse to adapt to the times and change things around because this America's pastime can't budge an inch. And golf is now falling into that similar category. And it's unfortunate that this is the way it's going to go and there's all these dollar signs involved. But if the PGA wants to keep up and wants to really continue to be what they have been in the past, they might have to make some adjustments. Like, that's just might be what it is. And here's where the next wave is going to be problematic is if they get some of these mark, if like a Brooks Kepka ends up, they end up getting, if they Rory decides to backtrack on what he said, very powerful words standing with the tour. If there's money that ends up pulling a guy like that, that's when it can be an issue. Then look at some of the major marquee events being impacted that manage themselves. So the tour can't have a say outside the PGA championship. But, like, the Masters, what if what if they decide, like, hey, we're going to play hardball. They're not allowed to play in the Masters. Uh, what if the Ryder Cup is impacted by this? Then that will be the next shakedown of the sport that could possibly be disruptive. What was wildly fascinating to me, going back to a previous hour, when we talked to Bob Herrig, writer of Sports Illustrated, who co-signed the great Stephen A's take, that this is a PGA Tour issue. Yes, you could have issue with the morality of the Saudi Arabians and the fact that these athletes are going to play for a Saudi-backed sport and, and, and tour like the Live Tour, but what did the PGA Tour do wrong to make these guys seek, uh, seek a, a different home, so to speak? Mm-hmm. And so the PGA Tour needs to have a plan to prevent more from happening, Shay. And that's yeah. where this is at right now. I thought Chris Carlin, who was on just with us moments ago, said something really interesting. Can you imagine if this was happening 10 years ago and Tiger decided to jump ship? Um, we do have to take a break, but really quick, let's get to Kelly. He's in South Carolina. Uh, Kelly, really quick, what do you guys say about this situation that's going on with the PGA and the Live Tournament and all hey, the it's things fun- in between? It's funny that I, I hear uh, – hey, well, first of all, hey, I love you guys' show. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks. Um, but I think it's funny. I keep hearing everybody talking about the where the money is back for the live tour. Uh, the problem is, is like there's we, we call it like a moral a moral problem, but we don't know where all the money comes from for the PGA. It's not like the United States has a flawless morale or history when it comes to you know how it treats its people. So like 
it's, it's, I, I kind of feel like it's almost a pot calling the kettle black, but it's not like we have this high, high morale over here as well or this great perfect history and no flaws in where money comes from for here. Uh, where as it relates to where the PGA money comes from, so we can't track all that money. So it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, I think it's hypocritical for us to even start trying to even look that way too as well for the live tour. Couldn't agree with you more. Thanks, Couldn't agree with you more. And I think that's where that conversation is warranted if you want to have it. But keep in mind our country itself. Uh, look at our dealings with, with the Saudis and the Peninsula and oil and all these other things. You can go down that rabbit hole. You'd be justified. I'm keeping it just sports-related because I think the bigger question now is how can the PGA stop this from happening when you're throwing this level of money at big names that are willing to say, hey, I'll be thrown up against the wall. I can be criticized for my morality, but I'm taking this paycheck. How are you going to stop it from being the next? I keep throwing out a name like Brooks Kepka, a highly marketed golf guy who is very identifiable by even the most casual of fans. You get a guy like that to go, which, by the way, and I could be wrong, haven't heard him address much no, of this. Brooks talked yesterday and was very passionate. Okay, about good. So, so there you go. Yeah. But we've heard guys have a stance that have been flipped. Yeah. And so he was very adamant about how it feels like a dark cloud is over golf. And right again, now. that goes with a guy like Brooks Kepka, who's made a ton of money already. What about these up, up and comers that are going to be the next ones to carry the sport? What if they get taken already at an early stage in their career? We never see them come up in the yeah. tour because they want to go chase this money. It is on the PGA to try and keep their guys. How they do that will be fascinating yeah. to watch. We'll talk more about this later on. Obviously, it's a passionate subject for a lot of people, and, and even me, not as a big of a diehard golf fan as Jordan is. Like It even feels like a change is coming for me as well. All right, next up, we're going back to the NBA. We'll talk to Michael Bivens. This is Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we got one sleep to go. And then we're going to get game six of the NBA Finals. Warriors and Celtics this time from the TD Garden. Warriors have won two in a row. Unfamiliar territory Yo, let the for the Celtics. Play. Come on, this is poison. I did. And then I jumped in. Right. It's a new dance move for Jordan, if you could see right now, which means he is serious about oh, this beat. No, new edition was cold. <laughs> Performers, voices from God, a bunch of brothers doing it big, role models of mine coming up. Okay, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette here with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Anyways, back to what is going on. <laughs> uh, it, it, the final shifts to Boston, Jay. Warriors have won two straight. Unfamiliar territory for Boston because they hadn't been able to lose. They haven't lost two games in a row. Every loss that they experienced so far in this postseason, they immediately won the following game. Now they've dropped two in a row, but now the series returns back to Boston. We've talked at length about how the Celtics team is worn down. They've played so many more minutes than the entire start starting five of the Warriors at this point. 
and the Warriors seem like they're clicking, although this has been a series, Jay, where there's been so much recency bias. When the Warriors looked terrible when they were in Boston last, I thought the Celtics were winning in six. I'm still sticking with that, but now I think they're winning in seven. However, now we're all crowned the Warriors champs because of the way they've played in the last two games, and so where do you think this thing goes tomorrow night? You know, to me, I, I got to believe what I believed all along is that the Celtics would take this in seven. Now, I've passed off of that. I've already said in this show, I think the Warriors take it in seven. But it's because of now there's blood in the water. Yeah. And it's a Warriors core that's won three titles together. They're going to punctuate this thing. I don't think it happens in Boston. I believe I got half of this right. It's going to go seven. Because I do think Jason Tatum's going to play. Uh, is going to have a masterpiece game in this thing that reminds everybody he is a superstar, including Canty, who's not quite sold yet. I think the Celtics will be better with the basketball. I think Draymond Green won't travel his effectiveness he had at home there in Boston. I think some of those struggles come to light again. So I think the Celtics do win game six. I just can't think a group that's won, a core that's won three titles together, is going to let two games slip away and not win this thing. The Warriors are going to win it in seven. When you just said Draymond Green, I'm thinking, okay, was it two, three games ago where we were talking about how Draymond's focusing too much on his podcast and he is this series, and now where has that conversation gone completely out? Oh, no, I don't think it's gone completely out of way. He didn't ball out last game. But we haven't talked about that at all. Well, they're winning. It, it goes. They're winning. It goes back to, like, when That's you take I mean. care of business, people aren't grasping for straws. That was a non-story to begin with. You know the kind of things that some of these dudes are doing that doesn't involve podcasts in their free time that could be deemed way more detrimental? Talk Trust me when I say this. A podcast is the least of anybody's concerns that is real. for an athlete. That is actually stop. all the way real. Come on. What all are we right. doing? The other stat that obviously was big from Game 5 was the fact that Steph Curry hadn't didn't shoot a three. I mean, quite frankly. Well, he shot him. He didn't make he, one. Yeah, he didn't make a three. I guess I should word it that way. Um, and quite frankly, the Warriors didn't play a perfect game, and yet still they won by 10 points in that one. And so now how does that travel to Boston? Do we see Steph Curry go lights out, or does Steph Curry continue to struggle? <laughs> I mean – the greatest shooter in NBA history. He had to field all these questions about a streak coming to an end, despite the fact he did play a pretty good game because of how he was locked in defensively. He's forever a decoy. He can go 0 for 9, and he's still going to generate offense because of what he commands defensively, which allows guys like Andrew Wiggins to get off, which allows Klay Thompson to become the great Klay Thompson, who was great again last game. Steph Curry on the floor is a problem no matter what he's doing, and he still was. That being said, when you have that bad a shooting night that Steph had, that dude is going to come out there coming at next. Steph Curry is going to be a problem in this game, which is why it's going to be a tight one. I just believe that the way Jason Tatum was fielding the double teams inefficiently, reckless, sloppy with the basketball and turnover prone, tightens up here. I don't think the Warriors' defense is going to travel to the level it did when they played at home last game. And it's traveled even in points in Boston. I just think the Celtics are going to put forth a back-against-the-wall performance here. Now, why I can't say that with supreme confidence, there's blood in the water for the champs. And they're not the reigning champs. That's the Bucks, But they've won three titles together. This is going to be a Warriors group that's going to come out here greedy. I still don't think it's going to be enough. I don't. Do you think the Warriors win it in six? Do you think they win the, they, they, they send the title in this 
So you didn't listen to one thing I said. Yeah, I, did. I just said, said the Celtics gonna a, no. clearly are going to win here. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said that they're cool. not going to be enough. Listening. I was I was listening no, to half of it. I swear. So now we're now our life is carrying over to the radio. I'm sorry. Oh. I misheard you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you don't need to air our dirty laundry. Although we do it anyways here <laughs> on the radio constantly. I can't even help it. Um. Anyways, all right. So you think that the Celtics win in what? Warriors win in what? Give me a prediction here for what happens here in this final. Word. <laughs> I mean, I said this. The Warriors are going to win this thing in seven. Okay, Warriors are going to win in seven. I'm going to say the Celtics are going to win in seven. Maybe I wasn't listening because I have. I did not hear him make. So a not one thing. <laughs> So literally not one thing. Uh, that means that we should take a break <laughs> because Shane needs to have a sip of water and, like, get it all back in order. You. Okay, good. I love you, too. See, it's all love here. And Katie and Carlin, Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys. Be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jay Cornette and Jordan Cornette here with you. And Jay, um, essentially a social media interaction between Joe Burrow and Odell Beckham Jr. has people wondering if perhaps OBJ could be going to the Bengals. Now remember, he is technically a free agent, coming off an injury, hasn't signed his contract to remain with the Rams. And so, do you like this speculation? Look, I love anytime people talk about my Cincinnati Bengals. Shay, you know that full well. This is ludicrous. I mean, this is beyond ludicrous. Do we? Let's talk about the weapons that these Bengals do have. Yes, they lost their tight end in C.J. Uzama. Is OBJ a tight end? No. Okay. He's certainly not. So, that doesn't really matter there. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. And a guy by the name of Jamar Chase. Where is there room for OBJ there? OBJ wouldn't get the targets in Cleveland when he was there with all those weapons. Now, look, on his worst day, our quarterback, Joey Burrow, is not Baker Mayfield. But yet still, this is a total non-starter. There's too much talent in the skill positions there. There's no need for OBJ. I don't think he's any longer a distraction. He's proved not to be that with how he performed in, in Los Angeles and in that Super Bowl before he went down with the ACL. There's value there, just not needed in Cincinnati, unless he's a tight end, unless he plays defense, or unless he's another offensive lineman. That's where the needs are for the Bengals. Wideouts, pass catchers, we good. So just to add a little more context, Jay, and to, because Jay does not clearly want OBJ on his squad, he says it's not good, don't but, want him, don't need him. Right, but this is this is where it's speculated from the social media post. So uh, Burrow posted two pictures after OTAs, and he wrote, "My spidey sense is starting to tingle a little bit." whatever that means. And then Beckham was the first to comment on the post, which, and he just wrote this one, the one period. So that's where it's like, I don't, any, even, it's, I don't even understand. I'll tell that. you, we all turn into like gossipy little teenage boys and girls. When anytime athletes interact on social media, like they talk to each other, they communicate, right. they, they must be playing it. together. There's definitely a relationship deeper than just a like a retweet or a comment. The dude's just interacted. There's nothing more to it. You know, I mean, maybe you can tie in OBJ and LeBron are guys. LeBron's a big Ohio guy. Burrow is at Ohio State. Uh, also, there's just an appreciation for We're great reaching. athletes. We're reaching. There's nothing to connect any dots. The Bengals have finally become a competent organization. There's no way we're going to make an ignorant move like this. Stop trying to make us the Bengals of old, everybody. 
It's 2022. We're new money out here. Also, is OBJ, We're Super Bowl contenders now. Is OBJ now. really going back to Ohio? I'm not. I am not dogging Cincinnati because I love it there. But I'm yeah, just that's saying, where I'm from. I mean, come on. I'm not dogging it. I'm I don't poo poo on Park Ridge, Illinois. Hey, hey, hey! I'm just saying he's enjoying the limelight and all the things going on in LA. Is he really going back? to Hey, Ohio? I get it, OBJ. You want to be a part of a winner? Unfortunately, the bandwagon's <laughs> full, brother. He is a winner. He's got a Super Bowl ring. We're canty and soon. next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can I say, yo, the way I breathe you in? If you just changed the radio to us, I'm sorry you had to hear me sing. Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Big Bieber fan of MI Shake. I'm not even ashamed of it. I don't even care. You think I'm a dork. You think I'm an adolescent. I don't care. I'm a bit, big, big Bieber fan. So thank you for playing little JB to get us into this next segment. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to reach us, phone number 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So Tampa Bay Lightning, Jay, looking for their third Stanley Cup final in three years. They're going back. Um, obviously we're seeing what the Warriors have done. They've been a familiar face in the NBA finals, Jay. And so now the question is, are either of these two teams worthy of the dynasty conversation? There's not really an NFL. I mean, we talked obviously about it with the, with the Patriots when Tom Brady was on that squad, but no one else is really worthy of a conversation with the dynasty just yet. Same Lightning have how many titles? Two. And they're looking for their third. And it'd be in how many years? Three. Three and – Three and three years. Three and three years. And and also, like, that was kind of uh, shortened, too, because the first cup came during the bubble season in which they played in August. So, really, it's been – it feels like it's been almost like two and a half years. It's pretty incredible what kind of window they've done it in. I mean, without a question, when you, when you put together multiple titles like that in an era where you've been dominant that spans multiple seasons, uh, that's more than two. But what, Correct. But what about – I'm comparing them to essentially what the Warriors have done over a much longer period of time. Well, well, no, because what it would be is three there and three. Let's say the Warriors go get another one here. Yeah, yeah, that'll be three, two years off because of injury from Clay. Then coming back three years later and then doing it again when they get the band back together. That reinforces the dynasty. As I've already talked about these Warriors, I've referred to them as dynastic. They put together three in that run. That span of three titles with that core makes you a dynasty. When you win more than two with some of the same personnel, you move into that rare era of dynasty. And that's where Tampa places themselves. Golden State distanced themselves from even Tampa if they come back around and add a fourth with this group. That would be wild because it just proves when you have Draymond, Steph, and Clay, you have hardware. You have rings. Yeah. And that proves that this group can stand the test of time because then you look at without Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Kaminga, Wiseman, Two to three year window, we maybe they can add on even more. So the Warriors will go down in basketball in this era as one of the best dynasties we've seen. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I completely agree with that, and I agree. The Tampa Bay Lightning win this Stanley Cup final. I put them in the dynasty conversation, too. I'm not afraid of that word. Like, people are so careful to throw out the word dynasty or dynastic, as you said a lot today during this show. Why? 
I mean, and if you've won multiple titles in, in years, either consecutive years or close together years, that should be accomplishment in itself. I mean, the Warrior or the Warriors, I'm sorry, the Patriots were in such rare air in in the NFL. And Jay, sure. if we look at the NFL, like what team could become that next dynasty? I thought it was going to be the Chiefs. That's not happening. Mm-mm. Uh, the Rams, maybe? I don't know. I mean, they've already lost so many guys. You don't know if OBJ's coming back. You've lost Von Miller. Like, you needed all those pieces to the puzzle. Maybe the Bucks, since Tom Brady is back, but they're likely only going to be able to win two because Brady at some point is going to actually have to retire considering he is a pending contract right now with Fox that's worth millions of dollars. Like, is there a team, perhaps, that you think could have a potential di- – maybe it's the Dodgers – a team that could have a potential dynasty? Dodgers would be a good one, absolutely. I, I mean, here, look, we, it's also interesting how we've tried to talk about groups preemptively, and they never became that. Like LeBron, D. Wade, Bosch down there. We thought when that was all said and done, right. dust and settled, we'd have five or six of them. Correct. Circumstance always impacts these things. When we had this team come together, Kyrie, KD, and James Harden, it was like, huh, this is the precipice of something special. They're probably going to put together a little something. Circumstance blew that thing right out of the water. Why dynasties are so special is because they're able to withstand even outside disruption and obstacles in front of them because certain personnel, when lumped together, is just going to get it done. And if the Warriors can do that here, whether it be in Game 6 or in Game 7, the trials and tribulations this group faced, it speaks to the power, the staying power of this dynasty. Because when Clay goes down like that, some groups get skittish. They make different moves. You never see it come back around. They, 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 they're too reactive, and it blows up. But for the Warriors to stay the course, cultivate, draft, do it within, and to be in this position, it's one of those dynasties that should be appreciated in a different way than others. It's interesting, too, because of that break they had. And you're right. Obviously, Clay was injured and all for those two things years. for two years. But if you think about what the Patriots did, the Pats didn't win a Super Bowl for almost a decade, but it felt like a true dynasty because they never went away, right? Like, they were still always in the mix. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't have it in front of me, the Warriors were in the play-in tournament, weren't they, two years ago, even yeah. without Clay yeah. Thompson? Like, uh, it's game. not like they the playing game. It's not like they ever r- really totally went away, although they didn't have all of their pieces in place. And also, there's been so many shifts in terms of their lineup, like, yes, the Kevin Durant, and now he's gone, and now you're relying on Andrew Wiggins and obviously Jordan Poole and other guys. Like, yes, they've had that same core, but they've also had pieces moving in and out that they've had to adjust to as well. And that's why the New England Patriots one's wild because you're talking about, what, 17 years? A stretch of 02 to 2019 where right. they won those one, two, three, six titles? Yeah. That's what I mean. But because they had essentially Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, like two pieces that never went away, like the Warriors kind of have with Steph Clay and Draymond. And then look at your Bulls. Like Michael Jordan left money on the table. Michael didn't leave money on the table. Well, I guess you could say that. He was pushed away. He didn't want to be there anymore where he said in the the last dance, like this was broken up beyond repair and and we're going to go our separate ways. And they preemptively broke up what may have been the greatest one we'd ever seen. No disrespect to UCLA or the Boston Celtics or UConn Huskies on a women's side. Like, with what Michael Jordan was to the sport, was to the Bulls, and was to Chicago, was to the globally basketball. Like, 
circumstance gets in the way a lot of times. In Tampa, or now it's Tampa, wow, Freudian slip. In New England, that thing kind of maxed itself out, and we got to see six titles play out. Who knows what would have happened with Chicago? Yeah, I, I I hate that you're even bringing that up. But when I think of dynasty in our era, that's it's because Patriots and the Bulls are two I really look at. And and okay, true. And it's the bull like when you think about the Bulls and how much they changed basketball, or Michael Jordan changed basketball, and the way it's marketed, right, and the way we look at shoes and and the brand of basketball and like the way these superstars are marketed and now how clay or i'm sorry not clay steph is kind of in the mix here and steph has changed the way the game is played right? i love that you mentioned that that's a big part of what makes it iconic yeah because kids want to be like steph right like they're running around they're shooting like steph like all those for things. better or for just, worse he's changed the game exactly that's another piece and it's of just that an interesting dynamic no pun intended here, that the way we're comparing these things. All right, next up, we're going to go to hockey because the Stanley Cup Finals are starting tonight. It's going down in Colorado, and we'll go there next.